this whole semester, we're going to do a, a series called Fresh Wind and Fresh Fire. And I think that's an apt description of one of the books in the Bible uh, where we'll be camping uh, this whole semester, and that's the book of Acts. Uh, last week, uh, we dived in uh, to uh, chapters 1 and 2. We talked about uh, uh, the, uh, the, the waiting that Jesus asked the disciples to do uh, that would uh, ultimately result in the coming of the Holy Spirit on them on the, the, on the day of Pentecost, which would result in uh, these really miraculous kinds of things taking place that would convict the hearts of all these people that were gathered in Jerusalem uh, about the nature of Jesus Christ and the story of Jesus Christ and their place in the story of Jesus Christ. And they had, a, they had a very critical question back to Peter who delivered this sermon to them um, about all these things, and that was, what shall we do? And he told them, and he gave it to them very simply, but yet very powerfully, uh, to repent and be baptized, every one of you, uh, to and, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So it wasn't just for the disciples. It wasn't just a promise for those who were immediately following Jesus or his closest people. He said, this promise and this gift is for you and those who are all those who are far off uh, and for generations to come. And we are, we are the uh, recipients of that. We, we are the heirs of that promise as well. And so we are a people um, who also live with the promise of the Holy Spirit. Um, in us, uh, which leads us to these stories that will be in all through Acts of uh, the Holy Spirit-inspired um, actions of the early church and, and the people who were so on fire for what God was doing in them that led us to these themes of boldness and liberation and regeneration uh, that will be in. Now, I want to ask you this question uh, tonight. And I want you to think, I want you to think just very practically, um, especially in the light of, of where we are in this new semester and what a lot of you have been doing today. What do you need? What do you need? What are your needs? Talk to me. What are your, sleep. <laughs> yes. Those, there are several in here who started their day at earlier than 5.45 a.m. today. Sleep. Yeah. What else do you need? That's a good one. What? Wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. You need encouragement. Okay. Okay. What? Time. You need time. Patience. Sustenance. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Very, all these very high level, uh, I need affirmation. You know. uh, well, you, you do that, but you need sustenance, right? This is your need. We, well, probably all of you have studied the classic, what's it called? Yeah, say it again. Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? How does that go? What does it start with? Yeah, right? Food, shelter, water. Like these, these, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't remember all of the, the layers of it, but some of you probably do. But yeah, I mean, what? Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi yes. That's in the very bottom. That's below water, right? Uh, I, I'm, I'm dying of, of thirst, but as long as I have Wi-Fi. 
I'll be all right. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's so true. Yeah, we have these needs, right? So, so we need sustenance. We need, uh, we need food. We need water. We need, uh, we need Wi-Fi. We need, uh, we need shelter, right? We need clothes. We need, uh, and, and so once, once those needs are largely fulfilled, what does the, the hierarchy say happens then? Hmm? What? Okay. Okay. Social. Social. You, you, you move into these kind of more um, kind of mental type things, right? Uh, the need for, uh, uh, need for, for relationship for other people, for, um, you know, soci- sociality, if that's a word. Uh, uh, you need you need friends. You need family. You need people around you. Uh, you need things like 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 uh, the affirmation. Uh, you need things you know that that kind of uh, develop you uh, into kind of more holistic uh, of a person, right? And so these needs become different as you move them. Up, but we're all always aware of these base needs that we have. Um, <clears throat> And sometimes we don't think about those because they come so easily to us, right? Uh, well, I want, I want us to think about uh, the next major story that comes after where we were last week as we move into chapter 3 of Acts. And uh, I want to read this story to you. Uh, one day, Peter and John... We're going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. I want to stop right there and think about a gate that's called Beautiful that has all these beggars laying in front of it. Is that beautiful to us? We consider that beautiful. There's a little bit of a, a strangeness in uh, uh, the, the gate called beautiful being a place of, of begging uh, from poor people. But they're at the gate called beautiful, and uh, he was put there every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Now, let's stop there. Why did this poor crippled, lame beggar man, ask Peter and John for money so he can buy food, right? Uh, so that this man, where do, where do we probably find this guy on the Maslow's hierarchy of needs? What'd you say? Yeah, rock bottom, right? Yeah, like just literally rock bottom on the ground. Um, who's begging for money so that he can have the basics of what he needs. But Peter looked straight at him, and he says a really peculiar thing, as did John. So I want you to imagine this scene and kind of how strange it looks. It says, uh, Peter looked straight at him, as did John. So Peter and John both going into the temple. This guy kind of calls out to them, uh, begging for money, and they both stop, and they just stare. Right? How often do you just stop and stare at the guy who's begging you for money? 
<laughs> How often do you even make contact, eye contact with the guy who's begging you for money, right? We're in Austin. We all get it, right? Peter said, look at us. Look at us. Look at me. He's probably standing there. This guy's crippled, so he's on the ground, most likely. And he, and he looks down at him and he says, look at me. Look me in the eye. So the man gave him his attention, expecting to get something from him. Somebody's giving me, a, somebody is actually paying attention to me. Somebody's speaking to me. That probably means he's going to at least help me out a little bit. Then Peter said, he dropped the bomb. Silver or gold, I do not have. How often do you lean out the window to the guy on the corner and say, I don't have any money? And you, know, you drive on. No, you, you know, you don't really even want to. If you don't even have anything, which most of the time you do, but sometimes you don't or you just don't want to, you're not even going to tell them that. Silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, do what? Walk. Now I want to ask you, do you think that this guy, that walk, I mean, this sounds really amazing, right? This is a, this is a miraculous thing to, to go up to somebody who's been crippled all their life, who's clearly uh, kind of at the, at the worst, on the bottom rung of everything, and to get, tell them to get up and walk. Do you think that that is probably what he actually really wanted the most at that point? Do you think it was? I'm actually not sure it was. Now, I think, I think it was an amazing thing, and it probably was very, very uh, extraordinary to him to be able to do that. But probably in that moment, when he looked at them in the eye, what did he think he was going to get? The money, right? The money is really what's going to help me right now. This money. Silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I will give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. And taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with him into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. I want to ask you tonight, I just wanna, I'm just going to keep this short with one question. What are you really wanting? What are you really needing right now? I know a lot of stories of people in here. I've been drinking a lot of coffee over the last uh, couple of weeks with people. I've heard a lot of different things. Um, there's some things that I've heard, and from those of you I know really well in here, I know there's things you want. Some of you want somebody to love you. 
somebody really feel the deep need for somebody to love you. Uh, some of you have this intense desire and want uh, to be married, to date, to date that, that wonderful, perfect person and to be married, you know, and have that family. That's a wonderful thing right now. And I know a lot of you see that in people in the world around you, and, and you want that. There's a desire in you for that. But what if God is saying to us, I know what you think you need. I know what you think you want. And I know what you're asking me for and asking the world to give you. But here's what I will give you. A boyfriend or a girlfriend or a fiance or a whatever is, is not what I have right now. But what I have, I will give you. Contentment. Get up and be content with who you are and who I've made you to be. Right. Some of you, <laughs> it's very present right now, some of us really want that high-paying job so badly. Right? Because what does that give us? Give us feeling of success, the feeling of security, um, the feeling of accomplishment, um, that career. That's what you're here for, right? I mean, you come to this place to get educated so that you can move on to these lives of accomplishment. And I hope that that's the case for all of you guys. But this sits at the, at the, in the deepest parts of our heart for a lot of us, and this is what we're asking for, and this is what we say we need you know, those careers and that success. And what if God is standing before us saying, look me in the eye. A lucrative career I do not have for you, but what I have, I will give you. Ways to sacrifice and to serve. In a, on a related vein, some of you want that 4.0. Man, I know how so important that is to many of you uh, to just hit that level because you know that's, that's going to be the ticket to the next thing that you want. That's going to take you to, to success in some kind of way. Um, you know, I know some of you that may be a pipe dream at this point. I get it. I was there. But some of you are, will give anything to keep that 4.0. Right, And God says, look at me in the eye. A perfect academic record I do not have for you, but what I have I will give you. People that love you no matter what. People that value you and hold you up and support you and walk with you in your life. This is what I will give you. So many of us, I know we, we live through these stories of this is what I wanted, but this is what I got. You know, and a lot of times that's, that comes in a kind of a disappointed package. This is what I strived for. This is what I wanted. This is what I, my goals were, but this is what really happened. Well, God uses that story. 
God uses that exact same structure. And he says, I know what you want, but guess what? I'm going to give you exactly what you need, which in the end is going to be what? Better. It's going to be better. It's going to be exactly what's right. And what God has to give us is not always what we want, but it's exactly what, what's right. And what do we do in the end? We can become a people who jump to our feet and begin to walk because God says, what I need for you in this crippled state where you are is I need you to walk, and I'm going to give you what it takes to walk because that's what you need. And so we become the people who go into the temple courts walking and jumping and praising God. And what's the result of that? Let's read verse 9 again. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. Can you imagine? What is this? Who's this? What's? That's the same. Is that the same guy who's walking and jumping and praising God now? what did they do? They were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to them. I want to ask you right now, what if when you finish college, people say, is that the same person we knew? Is that really the same one? Look at what has happened. Look at what, look at the transformation that has taken place. Look at the person that they are now. What is that? What is that? Because it's wonderful. And I know this is the case because I've watched it already in many of you. I've watched the transformation that so many of you have taken just in, in, in this short chapter of your life. And I say, praise God, because wow, is that the same person that I saw over here at the door years, you know, two or three or four years ago? Is that the same person I met on campus just a while back? Look at what God has done because God has given you exactly what you need despite what you thought you wanted. And people praise God for that. So I want to challenge you with that. Let's be a people who receive exactly what's right from God despite what we think we want. And the world will praise God as a result of that. Let's pray about that. Father, uh, I know all of us can uh, write a very, very long list of the things that, that we want that we need, that we think will be good for us, the things that we strive for, um, even just some of the very little basics um, that we have to almost fight for, like this guy did. We have to sit and beg for almost. Um, but then you come along and you say, I know, I know, I understand what you need, I understand what you want. But look, I'm going to show you a power and I'm going to show you uh, a presence and I'm going to give you a promise and I'm going to walk with you 
as I help you to get up and walk in the light and in the presence and the power of the Spirit in your life. And I'm going to change you. And I'm going to transform you. And I'm going to show you exactly what I want, which is exactly what's right, Father. And so we need the, we need the confidence and the trust to accept that. We, need the, uh, we ask for uh, the ability to, um, to accept those things that you want to give us in our life. Uh, despite how wonderful or sometimes how uh, not so wonderful uh, that they are. Um, help us to trust that you know exactly what's right for us and you give us all the right things at all the right times, Father. You're very good to us. So um, as we wor- finish up worship here, Father, help us to go with that spirit in our hearts and be the one Um, who helps transform the world because people see what you've done in us. And we pray this in the name of Christ. Amen.